Hi, I'm Judy Stewart, and this is Unpaused, a podcast for women wanting to reinvent their careers after a break from work. Leonie, you've made it to Tenterfield, which must look like a metropolis after where you've been. (laughs) Welcome back. Thanks, Judy. It is heaven to be here with friends, staying with some friends on their property. And it's just the tonic we need. Don't you think you should say who the friend is? Oh, do you think I should? Do you think she'd want to be named? Yes. Well, I'm staying with Annabelle Hickson of Galar Press on her beautiful pecan farm. Her sister Katie and I have known each other since we were 10 and Katie's living here with her family too. So it just felt rude not to call in on our way home. The joy, Leonie. It, I can't tell you. The day that we arrived here was actually, I think, our hardest day of the whole trip so far. We had a sick child with some temperatures and I thought, oh, gosh, I better get him checked out before we arrive because the last thing you want to do is arrive at your friend's place with a with a yeah. contagious child. So we spent the morning in the hospital because I couldn't get a GP appointment. They were beautiful. That was all fine. Then we went back to pack up and as we're driving out of, the showground that we were staying in, I could hear the tyre. Well, we didn't know. We heard this clinking noise, like a horse trotting. And I thought, oh, dear, what's that? And we realised it was one of the caravan tyres, which had been leaking a bit of grease over the few days before. And we had been to a tyre place on our way and he couldn't do much about it. And we'd sort of forgotten, really, to get it checked. Mm. And my heart sunk. I thought, uh-oh. So we called, I reckon, 10 different mechanics. We're in Gundawindi, right Mm. on the border, and every mechanic, it was like the nativity story, Judy. Every mechanic said, oh, two-week wait. And I thought, oh, my goodness, no, like we're so close to Annie and Katie. I, I can't bear not getting there. Anyway, I rang this final one and this sweet, sweet girl on the phone just took pity on me and said are you in town now and I said we're in the McDonald's because we had nowhere to go we didn't know where what to do Mm. and she said bring it in right now it might take all day and they got it done so we we stayed all day back to the library and 4 30 it was the wheel bearing in case anyone was interested so we did need to sort it out and bless them they got us in but it meant we left it was only a two-hour drive but it meant we left at 4 30 ish and then we were doing our first night drive and the kangaroos and the pigs mm. we were crawling because we were so worried to hit one so anyway the point is by the time we got here and the girls had made dinner for us and it was just i, I we wouldn't have done that drive if we weren't going to friends and if we didn't even unpack the caravan they said stay in the house do it all tomorrow and it was heaven to to be with friends in a home again Judy Mm. and I'm sure it's a very lovely home too so cozy it's so inviting and warm and 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 Mm. full of love both of their homes Mm. and just being in a home where the children can play there's toys you, you just feel so safe we could sit and chat and have cups of tea and I washed all the sheets which is such a job and I didn't have to worry oh did I lock the car and other bikes chained up and is is someone going to get run over it was such a relief to to feel totally safe and and yeah take the blood pressure down a bit 
So has safety been a big issue, Leonie? Has it been something that's weighed on your mind? I think so, yeah. Because, I mean, most campsites, it's 10, speed limit 10. But, mm. you know, you've not everyone's used to little babies and Ed on his tr- scooters quite low to the ground. So there's been a traffic safety. There's always a who's wandered off, you know, there's if the gates are open or I've mm. been worried about I can't take anyone to the to the public toilets and I don't want them to go in there alone. Like, yes, I think I have been very, I've, we've both been on very high alert for mm. 11 weeks. Mm. Have you had any near misses or, I mean, the kangaroos and pigs sound rather dangerous. Yes. Well, actually, we did, and I meant to tell you about this. When we were driving into Kakadu, Jono was driving, and three emus just sprung out of nowhere straight in front of the car. You sort of go into slow motion. I thought, we're going to hit these. But Mm. Jono was amazing. He managed to break, and two ran off, and this third one just stayed there. Anyway, we managed to avoid them, but that was the closest near miss we'd had. The adrenaline was pumping. I couldn't believe it. It was so quick that mm. there they were, and they weren't bothered. They were going to do what they needed to do, and I thought, oh, my goodness, we really could have had an emu neck poking through the windscreen. I know, and then what would you have done? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, have you sort of got an emergency plan if something goes wrong? No. But Jono is very calm and very practical and I feel very safe with him and I think he would mm. he just breaks it down. So we would have would stop and mm. then, you know, work it out from there. He's he's very good like that. I mean, I don't have a plan if something happens to him. Maybe I need to think of one. Well, it's probably a bit late for that now, now that we're back in the <laughs> realms home state yes roads but (laughs) but yes it is interesting I suppose it's handy having a caravan you're a bit like a tortoise with a shell on its back yeah we have said that a lot actually if if all else fails you just stop and you set up camp there Mm. and that has been very reassuring to know that Mm. we've got food we've got a bed Mm. and we'll work it out and the most remote we've been is Kakadu and that was still full of campers so there's always someone driving past who would who would stop and check mm. if you're okay and people do stop yeah yeah at one point we have these sort of extended side mirrors to see around mm. the caravan and one of them flew off as we left Port Augusta and so Jono had to sprint back mm. 250 meters to get of course it was all smashed but we were on the side of the road for a while and every single car stopped to check we were okay mm. which was so lovely yes yeah, reassuring isn't it yeah. Leonie, I've got one more question to ask for my listener questions. Oh, yes. And it seems like a good time to ask it in view of the fact that we seem to be talking about danger. <laughs> what has made you afraid and required courage you didn't know you had? Oh, this is such a good question. I'm trying to think of something wonderfully dramatic. But we went Sounds on, like the whole trip has required courage, to be honest. Well, I, I, I mean, this is a boring answer, but there have been days definitely where you just, I just, I'm not bothered with any of it. I do not want to pack. I do not want to make a bed. I don't want to make the lunch. I just want to lie down and read my book by myself all day. And it's just that knowing you've got to keep going, just keep marching through the motions and it will get easier. I always forget that when there's a bit of a hard day, the next day is always 
so much better. Mm. Mm. I did have, I'm not very, I'm not very brave and I've always had trouble with heights and we were doing um, this bushwalk in Kakadu and it said, oh, there's a viewing platform. And the big boys had run on ahead. Jono had the baby in the hiking chair. And I said, I looked up and said, I'll just stay here. I'll wait for you. And Mm. they said, no, no, because the bushwalk keeps going over the other side. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, I'll have to keep going. So I got up there and as I'm going up, I mean, it really, it wasn't that bad, but for me, I would never do this. And as I'm going up, I'm thinking, how am I going to get down? Mm. I get to the top and it's amazing, but I can't, it's a beautiful view, but I can't go close to the edge. Everyone else is peering off. I'm having a heart attack. And then, of course, it doesn't go over the other side. We have to go back the way we came. And I honestly was, I was on my bottom sliding down these rocks. And Walter, my eldest, was coaxing me down, telling me where to put my feet. And Mm. I guess that was a moment of bravery, accidental bravery. You couldn't be speaking to a more sympathetic listener, I must say, (laughs) having been down a few tracks myself in that fashion. Yes. But then afterwards I thought, oh, my gosh, if I hadn't, I had to be tricked to go up there. And I'm so glad I got up there. We were all there together. It was this 360-degree view of Kakadu. It was unbelievable. And I never mm. would have done it. No, no. You think when you st- think back to the beginning and, you know, what you knew then and what you know now, what would you do differently? Oh, my gosh, there's so much. There's so much I do differently. But I am a big believer in naivety helps a lot I quite like to go in not knowing much at all because I know it's uh, it's better just to start I think I would freeze you know with the amount of prep and the things I don't know but I do think it would have been good to prepare mentally prepare Jono and I just go through some more scenarios of what happens when we're both tired and hungry and and stress how how do we deal with that do we have a code word or something so that one of us can just go I'm out I just need you to take over for a bit that would have helped for sure and that would have then fed down into the children a bit more too I think like but other than that I I, we've learned so much and I and I'm we were so green I I feel so proud that we haven't given up I really thought we would have turned around and there were a few times we seriously discussed it Mm. Uh, but I don't, I don't think we could have done it any other way. This was the way we did it. And, and this is the key thing I'd say to anyone thinking about doing it is it is so different for each family and mm. there's no right or wrong way and, and, and just start because you can always go home and mm. imagine what you can see and do if you, if you just begin. And Leonie, now that you've turned for home, how do you make the homeward journey more interesting so that you're not just thinking, oh, I just want to get home and I'll just mow down the kilometres. How do you make it still be fun? Well, I don't know if we've succeeded in that, but definitely being with friends has helped a lot. And we had an old family friend in Gundawindi. So just, you know, going again, going to a house, having an afternoon tea or a dinner, that was heaven. She really looked after us. And then being here and then we're going to Jono's cousin. So that has really helped. Just the social aspect of having friends and yeah. and being in homes, that's so different to everything we've been doing so far. Mm. And and also now we're, we're doing much shorter drive times too. We've, we've really said no more eight-hour days, no more huge schleps. It's, we're so close now. These last two days being with 
friends has just filled my cup so much. I'm, I'm so glad we did this. It's so different to being on your own. I think at the end, once we've seen our last friend, I'm hoping we will just have a couple of days doing some sort of beach camping because we have not really, we haven't seen the ocean. We haven't swum yeah. in the ocean for so long. We love the ocean. I think that will be just such a nice way to finish it off yeah. um, before we get home. And what do yeah. the kids say? I mean, what where are they at at the moment? What do, what are they talking about? Uh, are they still in the our moment? Eldest, our eldest is definitely ready for home. Definitely, he he's you know, like his soccer teammate won the grand finals. Oh, they did win, and <laughs> they did win. And then the other day, I thought, oh my goodness, I've got to do all the registrations for term four, and I've missed half the deadlines. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. But the other three are fine. The homecoming, I mean, Leonie, we must do an episode on that because that will be so oh. interesting to see how, if anything, is different. Yes. I can't wait, actually, to get home. And I feel so pleased to know how much I love our home and mm. and that actually the life we've set up there is a really good one for us because I've been so challenged on this trip and wondered what in the world are we doing? And now I realise, no, no, you have set up routines and structure so that you can cope with four children and mm. and that's why it's good. And it's just it's really consolidated that we're, we're on the right track mm. at home. So that's been so nice to think about. And I just hope, like, none of us will ever complain again, Judy, because we're just going to be so grateful to be, <laughs> yeah, mm. right, that's going to last one hour. But I'm yeah, determined will, to bring they in. They will remember. The older ones will definitely remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I... this trip will pay it forward way longer than I realised. I think this trip will give and give for a long time after us getting home, I hope. Mm, mm. But well, I'll, it'll I'll be very interesting to, to sort of track that. But I, I think, and even just for you, Leonie, mm. how different you feel you will be you know yeah know the roles that you have as a result of this great unburdening it is good that <laughs> it, it occurred to me that children are breaking up from school this week some children have already broken up so yes the school thing is over now the break from school yes. is over yes yes exactly and last week I thought oh my goodness we haven't done the the you know the term long assignment and I just made us do it and get it in because I thought no no you've you've done some of the work let's finish it off guys let's get mm. it in and be so proud of ourselves mm. and we did mm. that's the thing I, I really hope everyone feels really proud of themselves because I, I'm so proud of everyone they've done so well and and yeah, I'm, I can't believe we got so far. I can't believe we reached the top end. It's like a dream. It's a dream, yes. Well, lots of questions for when you actually get there, but perhaps we'll have time for one more chat en route. Yeah. Now that you really are back in New South Wales, at least. Yes, I'd love that. That'd be great. Okay, always good to talk. Speak right. soon. Bye. Bye.